hopefully. Um, so yesterday we were looking in um, Romans chapter 8. Uh, today we're going to be looking in Galatians chapter 5, um, starting at verse 13, which I know is earlier than in the note. But Romans chapter 8, if you remember yesterday, the first couple of verses in Romans chapter 8, I talk about how we are set free and uh, set free from, in a sense, that we're pardoned for our, um, our sinfulness, our selfishness by by what Christ has done. But also we're set free in the sense that we're set free now to live a different life, live a different way than we would otherwise. And if we'd have looked in detail, more detail, the following verses in Romans 8, we read the ones towards the end, but in the middle there, um, Paul contrasts two things. He contrasts the sinful nature where our mind, the way we think and the way we act, is controlled by that sinful, selfish nature, as against the mind um, that is controlled by God's Spirit. And that happens, of course, because as we, like on Sunday, as we, as we repent and turn to Christ, God's Holy Spirit comes and lives within our lives, indwells us. And without that, actually, we're not Christians. If that hasn't happened, we may be very religious, <laughs> but we're not a Christian. A Christian is somebody who is, to use the old phrase, born again, and born again by God's Spirit coming and dwelling within them. And so that's what Paul was talking about yesterday in, in the middle of um, Romans 8. And we pick up that same sort of um, thing now, that same, that same message, that same theme, in the verses we're going to read about in Galatians. So this contrast between our natural selves, without God as it were, as against who we are when God's Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells within us. The contrast between being pulled in that direction by our natural selves, our natural way, as against being led in a different way, God's way. I don't know how many of you have seen, I guess I guess you probably all have seen um, Lord of the Rings. If you haven't, oh well. If you want to, I can give you the 17-hour version of the Lord of the Rings, which is fantastic. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. But in the Lord of the Rings, there's this wonderful um, adaptation with Gollum, isn't there? The little creature. And in it, you see two sides of Gollum. You see the Gollum who wants to be good and wants to respond as he ought to respond in gratitude and whatever else, as against the Gollum that is determined just to get his own way and get his hands back on the ring no matter what. And you've got this, this actor who play, and he, it's almost as if there are two Gollums. There are literally two Gollums on the screen, and they talk to one another. And it's his way of showing this inner conflict that's going on with Gollum's life. And it's, that's a wonderful picture in a sense in, of how it can be at times for us. We're getting, we pull, our natural nature pulls us in one direction, but God's way is a very different direction and the two are opposites and opposing to one another. So let's start with just, as it's a short passage, let's read it all 
So it's from Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to read from verse 13. No, we won't read it all. We'll read to the end of chapter 5. So we're going to read from verse 13 to verse 26. And I'm going to read off by reading 13 to 15. And if somebody then would read 16 to 18, and somebody 19 to 21, and somebody 22 to the end. I'll read the first three verses. Galatians 5 verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Verse 16 to 18. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. One more verse, Carol. Okay. But if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law okay verse 19 to 21 the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness, orgy, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, for those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. <coughs> okay, thank you for reading. So, it starts off there in verse 13 by saying again, reminding us that we've been called to be free free we've been set free the question is how do we use our freedom are we going to are we going to uh, use our freedom to carry on as we can living as we did before or are we going to use our freedom to seek to love and serve god which as it says here will mean uh, loving our neighbor as ourselves. how are we going to use the freedom that we've been given I'm told, well, not I'm told, I've, I've, I've seen it, uh, I've seen it on TV, must be right. You know, there are certain prisoners who've been in prison a long time. And when they're set free from prison, they cannot, they cannot function. And some of them commit crimes to be caught simply so they can be sent back to prison. Because they can't, they can't live as free men. It's become so alien to them they'd rather be in prison it sounds strange doesn't it 
but I'm told that happens. So are we going to live as free people or are we going to continue to be controlled by our old sinful nature? And in that passage, um, it, it, Paul uses several words to convey the same thing. He talks about living by the Spirit in verse 16, although I think Carol's version said walk by the Spirit, which is fine. Verse 18, he talks about being led by the Spirit. And in 20-something else, he talks about keeping in step with the Spirit. 25. Led by, walking by, lived by, being led by the Spirit of God. And that gives us a picture. Of, when it talks about walking with, it gives us a picture that um, we walk with him. We don't have to step out on our own, as it were, but we walk in the same pattern that he walks. We walk along. He walks with us and we walk alongside him. It gives a picture, actually, more of, um, you know, when you're when you're marching, in a sense, you're you, you walk in time, you walk in line, according to um, according to the, uh, the, the beat or whatever else. I remember watching a program on the television. <clears throat> quite a long time ago and it's always stuck with me because it was about a blind man who climbed mount everest it's amazing isn't it a blind man who climbed mount everest in fact his name i looked it up yesterday because i couldn't remember. his name was eric weinhenmeyer and he was blind he was the first blind man to get to the top and he's climbed other things as well but what I remember from the program was the way that that happened was that he had to put his feet exactly in the same place as the person who walked either in front of him or alongside him. He had to follow exactly. And he had to cross crevices and all the rest of it, you know, where if he'd fallen, he'd have been in serious trouble. But he did it by exactly walking in the footprints, as it were, of the men that were walking with him. And he said this, I found yesterday, which sort of ties in. He now does lots of sort of motivational speaking. <laughs> um, but what, this, is, this is his key phrase. Because <clears throat> he says, you know, how do pe people say to him, how on earth do you do that? How can you do all those things that you've done? And he says this, what's within you is stronger than what's in your way. What's within you is stronger than what's in your way. Well, I think we can turn that round to say that what's within us, God's Holy Spirit, is stronger than our natural desires. And therefore, we only have to, when I say only, I realise that this is a challenge, it's a journey. But we are only called to walk in those same footprints of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And if we do that, then the fruit of the Spirit will be produced in our lives as against the acts of the sinful nature. And the acts of the sinful nature will spoil our lives, but they'll also spoil other people's lives. The fruit of the Spirit will bless our lives, but will also bless other people's lives which is why right at the beginning, Paul could say the entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. 
And as we read those fruits of the Spirit there, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we realize, don't we, that that's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he was like. Of course, that's what God wants us to become like, is like him. And he wants that to happen, and he's able to help us for that to become a reality. Tomorrow, we'll realize that there's not just an internal conflict, but there's also an external, um, an external enemy as well that seeks to spoil our lives. And that's as we read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20.